Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. I'm back! And so is football season. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Happy Halloween, y'all. Hope you're doing well on this start of the Halloween day. Last day of the month of October, and it is 2023, and we are glad to have you here on board inside of the Team B Media Bunker Studio as we do what we do, sounding off and talking sports with you, the people, for the better part of 90 minutes. Of course, the post-show podcast gets you another, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes of content most days. Some days a little less, some days a little more. But who's keeping score other than Chuck and Greenland? I don't think anybody out there keeping score with a stopwatch out there. Uh, 90 minutes of people's postgame shows after every Arkansas Razorback football and basketball game. Been doing that with y'all for the better part of 17 years. Why would I stop now? Why would I stop now? We got ourselves an awesome new setup here with a home studio. And we are rocking and rolling here into the calendar year 2024, which is just around the corner, my friends. It is unbelievable how much we are truly living in the future. Lots of ways to get involved with the show. Make sure you follow us on the Facebooks, the Twitter, the Instagrammers. You can do that all the same. Uniformity, right? It's at the real NWHAB. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. For our video packages and our post-game chats, and you can see inside the Bunker Studio, or wherever you're originating a broadcast from, by hopping on board the YouTube there as well. So lots of stuff going on there. Of course, the chat room has been a really cool feature here. First few months of this show as we get it up and off the ground. What are we now, 50 shows plus in here in the mornings? Uh, We've done about 10 post-game shows. You're starting to feel like this might be a real thing. You're starting to feel like it's not just talk. This might actually be a thing. And certainly appreciation to every last one of you in listener land for helping this thing to be real because it is called the real NWAJB after all. And it's not real if y'all aren't bringing it and a part of the conversation every day. Had a chance to listen in yesterday on Sam Pittman's conversation as the Arkansas Razorback head hog held court on a Monday, opportunity to get some thoughts out of him on Kenny Guyton's evolution as the new play caller, the offensive coordinator for a football team that has four games left to go. And I know it felt nice to jump off the track and go ride in a different car with the Razorback basketball this past weekend, but it is not quite basketball season yet. We got four games left to go. You wait all year for this stuff. You can't let go of the rope now. Arkansas got to find a way to win a football game, y'all. You got Florida. I've been saying this all year, it feels like. I mean, going all the way back to mid-September. 
The loss to BYU was catastrophically bad. This team has not recovered. Now Dan Enos has been fired. Your Heisman caliber quarterback, at least going into the year he was. Hater aid 75,000. Going into the year he was. Now not so much, but that didn't work out for you. Rocket Sanders, who was on the Doak Award list as one of those guys that you had to pay attention to, you had to watch nationally because he was so talented. It really just hasn't happened for Rocket this year either. Physically, mostly unable to perform. The word yesterday, Rocket's back. I mean, this guy has been in and out the lineup nonstop all season long. It has not been helpful to the flow of the team. And I'm not blaming Rocket for an injury, just like I didn't blame Nick Smith Jr. for his knee deal last year. But at some point, you just got to go play. You got to go play football or basketball or whatever your sport is. You only have so many games. Your team needs you. And oftentimes, you at 85 90% is better than another guy at, you know, 100%. I don't know. Rocket Sanders, currently in the mix. Sam Pittman's sound in the mix in half an hour. I'll play it for you. I've been trying to do that every week all season. So what is that now? The last 10, 11 press conferences in a row, making sure to carve out some time in the daily schedule, get on down to the hill, get in the room for that, get some questions in. Got to ask Sam yesterday about the team's recovery during a bye week. So we'll play uh, about seven, eight minutes of the half-hour Sam Pittman presser, kind of chopped down to its bare essentials for you here, JB style, coming up at 7.45 this morning. And also in the mix today, of course, our good friend Richard Davenport. We'll talk some recruiting with RD because Arkansas was getting after it this past Friday, making a number of visits in the state to different Friday night games. You got to take advantage of that bye week as a coach during the season because you don't have many opportunities to give the next group of players, right? The upcoming talent, your full time and attention. RD talk some recruiting in a bit and what? 12 minutes from now, Mike DeCourse is a loaded show, y'all. Team B Media, you know, sparing no expense here today. Mike DeCourse at TSN Mike on the tweets. Longtime good friend of mine and the programs I have done going all the way back to Syracuse days in the late 90s, but that's how old I am. That's how long I've been doing this stuff here is since the mid-90s, and we're in the mid-2020s now. That's, that's like 30 years, Matt. That's crazy. I am so old. They should just put me out to pasture. I wear old man shoes, I'm told, by the handful of friends that I have left. Some of them that I have left tell me I have old man shoes. Some don't comment on my shoes. I think we've learned something from that on this show. Sometimes it's important to just, you know, run a, run a screen through your thoughts, run a filter, and not share everything you think with everybody. It's one of the great gifts of being a person. You know, people say, you talk all the time, JB. You talk for a living. I do. That's how I make my money. But man, I would say I'd probably only share mm, 10, 15% of what's actually in my head. I mean, realistically, nature less sometimes. Less is more. Did we all, all not go to school and grow up and learn to raise our hand when we speak? Spent a lot of time growing up saying nothing. Just listening. And there ain't anything wrong with that either. Um, sometimes, for sure. So here we are with a football team that has floundered. I like talking some football again today. It's refreshing. After a weekend that did not see the Arkansas Razorbacks lose, real NWAJB doing it for 90 minutes live. Hope you found us on the Podbean Live app like so many of y'all have. 300 plus daily live listeners. We're loving that. 
where are we at? Like seven, eight hundred on the download. A thousand of y'all every day. I'm not saying it's ten thousand. I'm not saying it's a hundred thousand, but we're very early on this. Thousand folks every day checking it out. We're adding a couple new listeners every day. Uh, I think we're approaching what thirty thousand listeners in the first two months or so. You guys get me fired up. I'm ready to go play a football game. At least ready to host a post game show. We'll go two thirty to four o'clock on the People's Post game on Saturday. After Arkansas and Florida finish up, Hawks have never won in a swamp. Billy Napier has a team that seems to be getting better, getting a little more physical as the year goes on. He's a good coach. I don't know if he's a long-term fit in Gainesville. The fan base there is like many fan bases in the SEC. Um, Just a bunch of lunatics, it seems like, the way they run off coaches left and right. But they are also competing against the ghosts of right Steve Spurrier and Dan Mullen and and Urban Meyer, some really successful coaches who have been there in the past 30, 40 years, and now they're, you know, wherever they are. But um, Hawks have never won in the Swamp, you know? I mean, that's amazing to say. I'll say it again. Zero times you've won in the Swamp. I don't see why that necessarily changes this weekend, but I think the bye week helps. And I think Florida's, you know, lack of an elite pass rush is going to help Arkansas kind of make its way into this game as well. Man, the Hogs could use a win in the worst of ways. You're going to have to overcome the Zebras, most likely to get this W, too. But um, I expect a, a competitive game. Hogs have been competitive in every game. You don't want to hear it. I don't want to say it. Sam Pittman's getting fatigued bringing it up. They're losing games by a single score, guys. Single score. Except for the A&M game, which was, you know, its own nightmare. Arkansas and Florida, 11 a.m. in four days. Post-game show to follow. We got four games left. We found out yesterday Auburn will kick at 3 o'clock, so we'll go 11 a.m. for the game this Saturday. 3 o'clock, really the final marquee tailgating opportunity on the hill. At least they threw him a bone. You're not getting a night game, folks. Your team stinks, but we'll give you a game at 3. Okay. Better than 11 for that one. FIU's the only one we don't have a kick time for yet. Please don't make that a night game. Just please don't do that. Uh, you played at 3, it's fine. If you want to get another crowd decent. You want to go 11 a.m.? Great. But let's not do a night game for FIU. And then Missouri, we already have a start time for that on Black Friday, don't we? 2.30 for Arkansas-Missouri CBS on Black Friday. I believe opposite the NFL this year. Isn't that game? I think it's Jets-Dolphins getting a chance to play a Black Friday game. So, uh, yeah, whatever that is. I'm sure Jets will be way out of it, and Dolphins will be sitting players, sitting two and crew down, sitting Tyreek Hill down for playoff position. A lot more Arkansas-Florida talk to come on the show today. Sam Pittman, press conference sound, chopped out of the bare essentials. We'll do that in, what, about 25 minutes? Question of the day is up. It's a Halloween. Happy Halloween, y'all. Kiddos are fired up in our household, as I'm sure they are in yours. If you got the kids... Of that age, dressing up, getting ready to go out, getting ready to restock the coffers of candy for the year to come. And let me tell you, my kids have been making sure to finish off last year's supply here the last couple months, going pretty hard. So they're ready. They're ready to refill those candy buckets. And we can do a better job, Mom and I do, of hiding those buckets, right? Keeping them away from their visuals because, man, they are little grubbers, aren't they? Folks, do me a favor tonight when you're out and about, not just for my family, but for yours and everyone's. Drive a little a little slower than you usually do. It's just a smart move. Uh, it's really cold. Right now, we're sitting at 29 degrees here in Fayetteville, headed for a high of 45 today. 
and then dropping quick tonight. So by the time you're out there trick-or-treating, it's going to be in the 30s. And uh, make sure to wear layers. Make sure to wear layers. Stay warm. We'll talk more about that after the break. But drive slow, dress warm. Let's have a good Halloween night tonight. Obviously, as as fun a, a holiday occasion as there is in the land of kiddos. We are 20 minutes past the top of the hour. So good to have you on board. A lot of football talk early. Question of the day is up. What is the most underrated candy? I need to know that. What is the single most underrated candy? Give it to me. And we'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, Mike DeCourcy into the fold from the Sporting News. Talking college basketball. Arkansas with a big victory against Purdue to start this thing off. What is the next move for this Razorback team? And how good are they? Michael, tell us what he thinks right after this. It's the real NWAJB. You're awesome for finding us. And we'll be right back. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, hmm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post-game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. It's Halloween, baby. Hope you got the plans for tonight. Headed out and about. You're going to be smart as you drive. Kiddos are going to dress warmly. 
and it's going to be a good night for everyone. Headed for a high of 44 degrees today. It'll be in the 20s and 30s tonight if you're listening back this evening. I told you, this is what's coming for you. All right, had the chance yesterday to get out to campus, and as we've done every week for you on the show, listen in on some of the conversation that Sam Pittman had for us. Let's do that now as we continue here on the program. A lot going on. Kenny got in the door. A bye week. Trip to Florida. Here's Sam Pittman yesterday as we continue here on The Real NWA JV. There's a little different feel in the building. Uh, I think everybody has taken to Coach Guyton. I think everybody's excited for him. Obviously, I think we've got some bumps and bruises healed up a little bit better than what we had before. Uh Coach, you mentioned get some bumps and bruises healed. Is there any chance for Rocket Sanders this week? Well, he's back, so we'll see. We, I anticipated him practicing today, but how much he can do, I, I, I don't know. But I would, I'll know more about that when I talk to y'all on Wednesday. Because obviously, I don't know where he is physically. Did you watch any football this weekend? Or? I started out watching A and M uh, and South Carolina. Headed to watch Georgia, Florida, and and uh, watch that, and then. Took a little nap and watched the end of the Colorado game. It was fun to be a spectator with no pressure, you know, and no, not having to make any decisions. <laughs> Just sat there and have an old cold beer. So it was fun. And you mentioned simplifying the playbook. 30% of it we cut out. We're trying to do the things we do well, you know, and more specific to what we can do versus how to attack a defense. Now, hopefully they'll combine with checks and RPOs and a way to throw off of that and run off of that. But probably about 30% and probably cut another five last night, to be honest with you, because some of the things we had in. So you have to cut your playbook down a little bit because of that. What we're doing, I think we're doing pretty good. What do you think overall of the Gators? Uh, a lot of team speed. You really want to stay out of third and long. They've got a lot of stuff. So we'll figure out exactly how we're attacking that. We've got an idea of how we think we can win third down. They're a lot like Georgia was, you know, a mint, um, odd front with four-man front, a lot of field pressure, boundary free safety pressure. Third down, a big-time exotic team. Offensively, they want to get the ball to the edge, you know, whether it's a stretch, whether it's reverses. I really like what they're doing offensively. They are hiding the football. You know, it's old-school wing T. you know, who has the ball. I mean, it's not wing T, but you get the idea that they want you to figure out where the ball is a little late and a lot of dressing pre-snap and post-snap. But they're, they're really wanting to uh, – attack the edges, uh, no matter what that might be. A lot of reverses, a lot of jet sweeps. They've got two, at least two, really good running backs that they love to run the stretch with, and they're both really good players. Their quarterback, you know, is very accurate. Doesn't throw a lot of deep balls, but the balls that he throws, he's very, very, very accurate. Very good player. Do you know Billy Napier? How well do you know him? Oh, I like Billy a lot. Came up through Louisiana and did a wonderful job there at the university and, and have a lot of respect for Billy. He's got them playing really hard, and, and they've got a good team. There's a heck of a win against South Carolina a couple of weeks ago to come back like that down 10. I have a lot of respect for him. I think the whole coaching community has a lot of respect for Billy. 
Coach, how about the bye week for your defense? It was playing so well before the bye. Now a chance to get some guys freshened up a little bit. That's got to give them an extra push. 100% correct. There's a lot of confidence there. I will say this. This is a good offense that we're getting ready to play. A good offensive line. Really good receivers. Quarterback running backs are good. And a really good uh, offensive schematic. So we've got our work cut out for us. We can't let them get to the edge. Uh, you're right. I think we'll be as healthy as we've been on both sides of the ball all year. And I guess that's what bye weeks are for. I don't know. You guys have to look it up. But I think we've done well off of bye weeks. I don't think we had one our first year. But I, I think we won the other two. I think we beat Mississippi State here one year. And then last year, I think we went to Auburn after the bye week. So... We've had some good success off the bye weeks. How KJ's feeling, I guess, is really important for maybe the state of your whole team. What have you seen from him? Well, I think he's excited about the change. I mean, no, again, no disrespect to anybody on that. But I think he's excited about that. Uh, he's a guy that we probably needed to take uh, some offense off of uh, where he could play faster and, and be more confident with what he's doing. But he's healthy. And I think even the last week, I think his leadership skills – we're better. I think, you know, anytime a guy opens his mouth and talks, I think he's got to back it up. And to me, that's what a leader does. If you're not wanting to lead, you probably don't talk because you're not wanting to back up what you say. And uh, I, he was more vocal this week than what he had been. With all of what we're doing, we're just trying to make about us and stay in the submarine this week. Kenny, I know he's coaching quarterbacks now, but his experience as a receiver, now being the offensive coordinator, any ways where he can maybe start to maximize the, the wide receiver? You I think targets for, for whom he thinks are his best players is going to be big for us. And he knows them better than anybody, so he should be able to know what routes they can run the best and wh where they can get open and we can get it to them faster. You know, you watch tape and – you look at a lot of different things on tape, but what you might or might not look at is the quarterback gets rid of the football. You know, sacks can have a lot to do with protection. They have a lot to do with running backs. It can have a bunch to do with wide receivers, and they can have a bunch to do with the quarterback. So we've got to speed up all that process. We hope to protect better in those things of that nature, but we also have to be able to move the pocket, add different chips, and do it in a game. And – a lot to be said about all that kind of stuff. How would you say Josh Brown's play? He's obviously going back. To Josh is tough. Uh, he's played hurt quite a bit this year. I think he'll be as healthy as he had. I'm sure it'll be an exciting point for him to go back to Florida and be able to play in that game. He's a quiet kid, so he would never say anything. But obviously anybody that transfers from somewhere and they go back and have an opportunity to play, they want to play well. Maybe a little extra motivation there. Josh had a good season for us. Uh, Lord knows where we'd be if he didn't come in here. And uh, I look for him to continue to improve each week. And, and he still has two years after this to help us uh, on further than that. Coach, I think last week you mentioned that Kenny was maybe more comfortable on the sideline, but I saw in Kyle's notes he's going to be in the booth. Is that right? Just kind of look into that decision. Thanks, Hutch. <laughs> I don't know when he told Kyle, but he told me he didn't think he'd be comfortable on the sideline after he initially thought that's where he needed to be. And I think part of that has to do with Keith, you know, Derek. And uh, so I think part of that had something to do with it. But I think any coordinator to me that's especially young will be much better upstairs. But I gave him that opportunity to decide what he wanted to do. And he's changed to want to be in a box. Nice to be able to listen in on some Sam Pittman sound this morning as we continue through the show. And a uh, lot going on today. Mike DeCourcy, 
On the college basketball side of it, we got Richard Davenport to join us on some recruiting talk here in just a little bit as well. Night on Friday night for Arkansas to get out. Coach is talking to a lot of different players and looking at some potential fits. You like seeing that. And look, Sam David doesn't sound right now as we respond to that a little bit like a coach to me who has let go of the rope. That is not what he sounds like. I think the Kenny Guyton move has reinvigorated them some. And to talk a little bit more about what we talked about at the gates this morning. The season's not over. You got four games left. You need to get the best out of this group right now without tanking their competitive nature and fight and balance the rest of the way. So how do you go about doing that? I think the biggest thing you do is you go back to basics. And we heard Sam there talk about, what did he say, stripping 30 35% of what they were doing offensively under Dan Enos and just throwing it in the garbage. Like, no, we don't need that many plays anymore. And I think there's almost a misnomer that goes on. You talk to coaches, as I have throughout the years, high school, college, some professional, not as much experience there, but you talk to coaches and they'll tell you that, you know, it's one thing to be an X's and O's guy. It's another thing to overburden your players with so many plays and different schemes that they can't even maximize doing well what it is that they do well. So, you know, having 150, 250, 500 plays, it sounds great. Right? You just cycle through the playbook on Madden, on the video game, because they don't have college football anymore, right? Um, you just cycle through it. I don't play video games much these days, but man, I'd love to play a little Madden. Maybe Tech Mobile. Anybody have Tech Mobile for me? You cycle through it and you pick from like 200 plays. That's great. Tech Mobile, you had like four plays, but the truth is somewhere in the middle of four and 200. Like, you don't need that many plays. You know, if you've got 50 to 100 plays, you're mostly running the, the same 10 to 20 plays that work right? Same 10 to 20 running plays, maybe same 10 to 20 passing plays. If you've got 50 good plays and five or 10 are like specialty type plays, to me, that's a functional offense. You know, Dan Eno's coming in here promising the sky, the moon, and the stars and 7,000 plays. How did that work out? I mean, you got to relearn all that terminology when you're a player. And so I think for a lot of different reasons with a veteran team in so many different different places, I think bringing in a new language, a new playbook, it um, and so many new plays, I mean, just a whole totally different scheme, it set this thing back more than we anticipated. And, and I feel like I, I kind of dropped the ball myself on that one as a sports radio talker critic guy, you know, one of the last journalists left standing around here. It's, it's my job to point those things out. And while I said there could be a learning curve, I guess I, I bought into the hype and the propaganda too much that Enos having been here before was going to make this thing smoother and click quicker. And obviously none of that happened. Shorter playbook, Rocket Sanders back team healthy after a bye week a lot of good nuggets to pull out of Sam Pittman and the weekly press conference sound for you here on the show. All right, other items out there for you as we continue. It's football all weekend, baby. Arkansas playing Florida at 11 a.m. This game coming up around the corner on Saturday morning, ESPN2 for the broadcast. We found out yesterday Arkansas-Auburn will kick next Saturday at 3 o'clock. Other games this weekend. A&M visits Ole Miss. That's at 11 on ESPN. 
Florida is six-point favorite on Arkansas. Ole Miss a three-point favorite over Texas A&M. South Carolina hosts Jacksonville State in a uh, a pretty lousy non-con game. ESPNU, that's also 11 a.m. Carolina, huge favorite. Tennessee home for UConn. Tennessee, a massive favorite. 11 a.m. SEC Network. So Arkansas easily, Arkansas, Florida, easily the best of the 11 a.m. games in the SEC this weekend. Missouri and Georgia at 2.30, probably, other than LSU Alabama in a moment, the second best game this weekend. Uh, number 14, Missouri visits number one, Georgia. Bulldogs haven't lost in three years. Missouri is 7-1, 2.30 CBS, Georgia favored by 15.5. I would think they roll in that game. Auburn at Vanderbilt, favored by 13, 3 o'clock SEC Network. Kentucky visits Mississippi State, both teams struggling. State, of course, that win against Arkansas. Anyway, 6.30 SEC Network. And then LSU and Alabama this weekend. I mean, it used to be a juggernaut game every year. LSU's down a little bit. Bama's a touchdown, too. Number eight, Alabama. Number 13, LSU. 645, CBS. Bama's a three-point favorite in that game. And it's physical. That's one thing you know. When LSU and Alabama get together, it's going to get physical. We're an hour in. I need to hit a break. We come back, Richard Davenport, and some recruiting talk as we continue. Thank you so much for being here. It's the real NWA JB streaming live from the Bunker Studio. Coming at you on Team B Media. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe, and get on board. We are right back with RD right after this. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hawks! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday, for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. 
intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out, intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Pig Suey! Your boy is back, and so is football season. Well, good to have you on board. Popping live, streaming our bad boy program for you. YouTube Live, you can always check it out, therealnwajb.com, Apple, Spotify, Google, and more on the Post Show Podcast. And we're going to get back to the guest front now, talk a little college hoops, because you know what? Whether you realize it or not, it is college basketball season, baby. That means it's time for Mike DeCourcy to shine for us. You can find my friend Mike on TSN Mike. That's his handle on Twitter, X, or whatever you call it. Sporting news, college hoops analyst, Big Ten network analyst. Guy is all over the scene, and you can read his stuff more in-depth, sportingnews.com. Mike, I hope you did I did you justice there in the intro. How you doing, my friend? Oh, it's very kind, Josh. How are you? I'm good, and I'm ready for basketball, and maybe ready a little bit early, but as you and I were texting last week a bit, and we had an exhibition game here between Arkansas and Purdue that uh, was a pretty big-time matchup. If that game would have counted, right? Would have would have probably meant a little bit more, but nonetheless, good to see uh, Bud Walton packed out in October for basketball, Mike. I mean, we get a lot of bad uh, news, so to speak, um, from the NCAA and from the basketball in general. Different things they're doing. Didn't like what they did last week uh, with the announcement that the NIT would no longer take their audience qualifiers. The conference champions don't move for the NCAA into the NIT. Mm-hmm. A really good innovation, and now they're dumping it for no good reason. And so we've seen a lot of bad news, but there have been two really great elements of change. And one is these exhibitions. One, they raise a lot of money for charity. I mean, uh, any money raised for charity is a dollar, you know, every dollar raised for charity is another good dollar spent. Mm-hmm. That's first. And then second of all, you get these teams that they, they get a chance to put on a show and, and they change the rules a little bit. Nobody can foul out and all that stuff. And uh, It depends on the, what the coaches want, but they change the rules a little bit because it's really about the competition and the, and the practice of going through it. But it gives everybody a taste of what basketball can be. And you have Illinois playing Kansas and beating them, and Michigan State and Tennessee playing a great game and what happened down Bud Walton. Those things are all great for the game, and they get people excited about it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I, I love that. And then it's a great innovation. We'll have to see how it works out. But the change in the definition of legal guarding position and the likelihood that it will lead to fewer charging files and more attacks on the basket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really can't. Hey, I don't know whether it was. Maybe that's part of. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe it was that it was a practice game, but maybe. The fact that it's harder to draw a charge now played a, a role in 
the, the significant scoring in, in all the three games I mentioned. I want to get back to Arkansas in a second, but we got to watch Purdue up close and personal, which was a treat, watching Zach Eady and and obviously Fletcher Lawyer running around and doing their things. Eady, the reigning player of the year, 7-4. He is, I mean, he's every bit legit uh, as he's advertised to be. How about Purdue? Matt Painter, such a good coach, and yet the Boilermakers in your neck of the woods, they've had some crises in the NCAA tournament's first round in recent years. That's been tough for them, and I, I, there have been a couple of reasons why. I mean, uh, I, I think, first of all, one of the things that the NCAA tournament, the NCAA tournament forces you to be nimble. And the Big Ten, and this happened with the Big 12 last year as well, the nature of conference competition in a conference that gives you no night zones is that you have to sort of become the best version of yourself. This is my theory. And it may or may not be true, but this is my theory on why leagues that are deep don't do well in the NCAA tournament. It's been true for the last 13 or 14 years when we started getting these deep leagues, but we mm-hmm. getting 11 out of 16. Mm-hmm. It forces you to be so, it you to be a, a hardened version of yourself. And I think that when you get into the NCAA tournament, you face a team that's like, oh, we're not getting those guys because we let them play the game, so we can't let them play the game. And they'll throw you a box and one or a, uh, the, the old Tim Floyd deal where they, this is what they do. This is the Catholic not coming into the uh, Big 12, uh, the Texas Tech. Grant McCaslin, great coach. And he, he put a defender in front of and behind Avion Williams from their boilers to make three. Mm-hmm. And who didn't? Mm-hmm. And so these things happen in leagues like that. We saw it last year with the Big 12, the only league, the only team that really got deep. Kansas State, because their point guard uh, went crazy and, and had, had an unbelievable tournament. And he was kind of the ultimate change-up anyway, because yeah. of his size and his yeah. quickness. So I think that, that's bothered Purdue, the inability or the unwillingness switch off what their A game is and try something different. I use this as an example. I like the argument that you got to be nimble or flexible to make a run in the tournament. I totally agree, yeah. Mike. Continue, continue. Yeah. Yeah, what I use as the best example of that is when they played St. Peter's in the 316. Now, remember, they had to beat Texas. Mm-hmm. And they beat Texas team, and you can get to the 316. Then they play St. Peter's, and they, they're, they're playing this deal where it's just different. And so they get, uh, you know, Williams has a great run early second half, um, gives them up, pitch the rate. I can't remember which it was. And it just gets too tired to keep going. And so then at that point, we're playing against a team that is small. So you can go small if you want to. No, they put Zach Eady. Zach had already proved he couldn't play in that game. And he came back in and he couldn't play in that game. Not that he can't play, but in that game, he just wasn't. And they and they lost the lead and, and lost the game. And that's that. You just would be willing to say, okay, what do we need to do differently? Deal with what they're doing. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Those little New Jersey schools, so pesky in the tournament the last couple, right? Jersey City and, and Teaneck. Wow. Um, Zach 87 4, real quick, and then we'll talk Arkansas for a minute or two before I let you bounce. Mike DeCourcy at TSN Mike on the tweet. So nice to hang out here on the show. JB with you this morning, bright and early. Happy Halloween, y'all. Zach 87 4. I mean, I'm surprised he's back in school, the reigning player of the year. He, he really is every bit as good as he's cracked up to be, isn't he? You got to double team him, like you said. You got to double him. The reason he's back is simply that the NBA doesn't know what to do with him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so he's going to make a decent amount of money. I don't know what the number is. 
through NIL through the summer and through um, remember he's from Canada, so his NIL options are limited. Right. They're gonna play in Toronto will help with that as well. Uh, and he's gonna make a decent amount of money to continue to play college basketball. And eventually he'll get to the NBA and and try to uh, find a way to to be an influential player there. But it's really hard with the way the game has evolved away from the big man. Yeah. We gotta be if you're gonna be that tall, you have to be able to shoot threes. It sounds ridiculous saying that out loud, Mike. But Wembayama, why was he drafted number one? Because he's seven four, but his range goes to half court. I mean, you see with Nikola Jokic right now, too. It used to be if a seven one, seven two guy shot a three, the coach benched him for the rest of the season. Yes. Now if you can't shoot a three, it doesn't matter how tall you are, you're not gonna be prioritized. How about Arkansas? They won this game, put whatever stock in it you want. It was a good win. Game went to overtime. They had to gut some stuff. Stuff out. Augs are, you know, a lot of new faces. You know, must in the transfer portal, but it seems, Mike, like he's got a lot of athletes this year, and you know the guy's a heck of a tournament coach, so we'll see what happens. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think it, one of the things that was great about this game was that it showed it showed guys who haven't won in a while, uh, like, like an L. Ellis, what it feels like to win. I mean, L played, L is a very capable player, mm-hmm. but he played on terrible teams the last couple of years, especially last year at Louisville, but even the year before wasn't very good. Uh, and so it, it's been a while since the, so then you add in uh, some other guys that have come in and, and made a difference. You've got, you got a reveal back uh, to be able to, you know, he had to, he, he knows how to win. But, what a player. Uh, what a player. But he, he won so much the last year. So to have him come out and score 15 was great. Yeah. Yep. I'm a huge believer in Simon Mark. I really like him as a player. Don't, not, I don't know exactly what it was that led him to leave the successful program at Houston. Right. But, but great for Arkansas, man. It, you know, that's a problem for Houston, but it's a bonanza for Arkansas. It is. No, he had a huge three to tie the game with 20 seconds left. He just got some ice water in his veins. You can tell the way he attacks the rack, too. He's just an offensively gifted player. Back to Musk quick. I mean, in an NCAA tournament game, Mike, I, I don't know if I'd take another coach in the sport over him right now. Did I say he's the best coach in the sport? No, but you've talked with me before. I mean, he's he's on the list now. How about Musselman really skyrocketing his own status with his Razorback program now in year, what, five already, Mike? And they've team. had great years. The, the, yeah. it's, it's a, he's done a wonderful job. Obviously, he did a, he did a great job. Nevada uh, with the 2018 run. He did a great job there. I mean, it's sort of so March is his time. There's yeah. no doubt about that. I mean, I, I think I still might take it in, in the current field. You might take self to be done it all the way a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And he, he's made final fours on top of that. Mm-hmm. He's done a few misses uh, here and there, but you haven't had very many misses for months. So that's, that's an impressive does not seem to get these. Up until St. Peter's got him in 2022, um, he never lost. Uh, he never got upset like that. He no. never learned high speed and got upset like that. And, and Musk is still you know, early in the stages of earning those high speeds, but he hasn't lost them either. And he's done more on the other end with, with Nevada taking out Cincinnati in 2018. And then last year, uh, the Kansas game, 
Yeah, so he's shown the ability to, to win from both ends of this team. Yeah, and that was the only thing missing from that game last year. Is we didn't get to have a must self showdown because right. self was out right. with the the hard stuff. Real quick, I'm gonna let you bounce. I know it's not my beat anymore, but once a Q guy, always a Q guy. Uh, Adrian Autry era starts on Monday. Thank goodness. You know I love Bayheim, but you know the last few years in our spots been clamoring for change. Can the Q's be a tournament team this year? And then I'll let you go. I suspect not. Okay. Um, can they? Yeah. Can they? Yes. I mean, obviously, it's one of the, they're one of those teams where everything would have to go right. Yeah. Uh, for them yeah. to make it. I mean, a year ago, Northwestern, everything went right. Uh, and they ended up uh, square in the heart of the field. So those things happen. It's not an, it's not a fantasy, uh, but it has to, but it has to be one of those deals. They are not built to, uh, to make it easily. No. Uh, but if everything went right, I'll be interested to see what he does with system, what, what he changes, what he doesn't. Uh, because he was part of that as a player in the early 90s. I covered he and yep. Mike Hopkins when I was in Pittsburgh, and I loved that backcourt. Uh, uh, I, I, I enjoyed so much uh, when, when the Panthers would play them or we were in the Big East tournament, get a chance to watch those two guys. So good. Uh, it, it 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 was time. I I really do believe it was time for Jim to you know, get a shot, and I'm happy to see that he got that shot. I, it, but but uh, I hopefully it'll it'll, it'll work out really well because you know you know him. He's one of the good class in this business. He is. He's been great for the game. What a great college player he was. Does he have any red left, or is it all gray now? I think he's still. I think he's still got a little bit of red up there. Absolutely. Mike DeCourcy is a college basketball writing superstar. And always nice to find time for us here in JB Morning Show Land. Mike, thank you so much. You're a really good dude. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you uh, down the road, okay? Enjoy the season, buddy. Enjoy the season. You too, Josh. Anytime. All right. Yep. Let him get out of here and get that in a podcast later today. Mike DeCourcy crushing it. And uh, look, I mean, that guy knows his stuff about as well as anybody in the sport. There's really not anything else you need to say on that one. And um, Eric Musselman, I mean, he's up there. I mean, what I said, head-to-head against any coach in an NCAA tournament game right now. All right, we need to break. Big win for the Rangers last night, 3-1 over Arizona. They go up two games to one there. Game four of the World Series is tonight on Fox right back at 7 o'clock in Phoenix. And how about Timothy Olafan, right? Deadwood justified getting to do the open. That was him. She must be an Arizona guy. And then what else did we have out of last night? You had some football. As Detroit takes care of business, Motown gets a big win Tuesday. It's Halloween tonight, y'all. 